Lawrence they believe Fall nations tailgating and the rearing to go Yeah, when kneeling gets to rocking, it's a hell of a show Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of the Vols Deep Podcast. We'll be on our way to Nashville in about 12 uh, hours. Uh, the Vol Daddy is fired up, baby. I have Cor- uh, Corbin. I have the Spur. How y'all feeling about it? Let's get it. Two more sleeps. Two more sleeps. We're coming to you live from the Vol Cave. Um, we're live on just about every platform possible. Facebook, YouTube. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, so share this out for us. I lie, we're not on TikTok. But give us some likes if you don't care. Give us some shares. We have another great show lined up for you. We said eight. We're, we're a little bit late. Uh, but we're here, baby. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. The preseason predictions, expectations, uh, awards mean nothing. It's time to shine. It is definitely time to shine. Uh, start a little bit late. I had a Softball game I had to finish up, you know, uh, adult league stuff. But we're ready for the Vols to play Saturday afternoon. Just a few more hours and it's football time in Tennessee, baby. Let's go. You know you know how good it feels outside right now? It feels like football feels like weather. football weather. Yesterday felt good. This morning felt really good. Then it got hot real quick. It's going to be about 91 come Saturday at noon. I'm ready. We'll I don't bring, care. We'll bring the sunscreen. Uh, our show today is going to go as follows. Next, we'll have our recap. We'll go over uh, some of the important subjects that have happened since our last episode, basically the headlines and a few brief thoughts from us. After that, we'll hear our first main talking point of the day. Then we'll get into our next segment, Start Bench Cut, which is always fun. After that, we'll get into our second main talking point of the day. We're going to break down the 2023 Tennessee depth chart. Um, then we have the duel. Spur claimed uh, get the it right dual here. title last get it right week. Here. Uh, this is very fun sports debate argument type segment um, that the listeners vote on. So all you have to do is listen and vote in the comments for Spur or Corbin. Vote for me. Uh, yeah, this is this is always fun. It's it's entertaining for sure. I, I plan on keeping this belt tonight. I got to take it to Nashville with me Saturday. I'm the longest reigning champion around here. The most combined days as champion around here. The most rain, the most times as champion around here. I'm the greatest of all time. Nobody can touch me. Yawn. Goat status. Uh, after that, we'll have our jersey countdown slash keys of the game segment for the Tennessee-Virginia game. Game one, uh, this will be our first keys of the game segment. Uh, then we have our weekly predictions in this segment. We'll do a game pick em between college football, some high school football, and then NFL when it starts. Last week uh, was week zero. I personally went five and two. Corbin, Spanky, Spur all went five and three, with Spur coming in last, uh, solely based off the score predictions. So now Spur must draw from uh, the cup of misfortune, I guess. is the I, I don't even care. We got football to watch Saturday and be that, so bring it on. Is that the best name for the cup, or should we call it something else? Cup of misfortune. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Cup of misery. Okay, so Spur or that week's loser either has to uh, do the punishment pick from the cup or they have to donate $25 at the end of the season. We'll donate that money to charity. Uh, We're going to have to come up with a good charity. We'll we'll figure out a charity. Uh, 
You know, I, I got a good punishment for Spanky whenever he loses this. Spank, I think he's going to lose a lot. Spanky has to eat an entire bowl of cereal. Oh, yeah, he An entire ce- box of cereal. He hates cereal. <laughs> I'll put that in here, by the way. Yeah, if I draw that, I'll just put it back in there so he'll get it. Uh, also, we have a giveaway like we do every single week. Usually we do a trivia question. We're going to change this up a little bit. An idea that Spur come up with. Uh, tell him a little bit about how we're going to do this week's giveaway. Well, we always do our own pickums on on here on, on the Vols Deep Podcast, but we figured we'll get your fans involved. So each week we're going to list the games that we pick live, and then we're going to have you all submit on Facebook your answers to the games that we pick, and the winner of the pick'em will win our weekly prize. That sounds good to me. And I think the tiebreaker is going to be total points scored in Tennessee's game. Okay. That'll work. And uh, the, that giveaway is going to consist of a $25 gift card to Alumni Hall. So you can go buy you some Tennessee gear there. Uh, it's going to consist of some MLB baseball cards, some vintage Tennessee football cards, and some decals. So we'll be right back. Share this out with your friends. Let's have a good time tonight. We'll hit the recap next. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find a checker for the big orange is back. It's a fact. Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud. Send a message to the crowd. Y'all better get used to the fact the big orange is back on track. Coach Hyper, where you at? And we're back. Welcome back to episode 16 of the Vols Deep Podcast. We're coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, we're about to hit this week's recap. We appreciate all the likes, comments, shares. Please keep them rolling in for us. Uh, it's an exciting week. Uh, if you're a college football fan, the long wait is over. Uh, Tennessee will face Virginia Cavaliers this Saturday, 11 o'clock Central Time in Nashville at Nissan Stadium, home of the Titans. We'll get into more thoughts on this later, um, but the excitement level from you two, where are you at right now? At about a 15 out of 10. About a 20 out of 10. Yeah, you know, it, it's up there. It's up there, Luke. And I was down in Nashville just, just this past Friday for the Titans preseason game, and I did notice some structural damage to the stadium that apparently has uh, made some national news on DraftKings, I believe, that ran a fake news story about the stadium falling apart. It just wasn't true at all. Richard but, G. Uh, West at it again. It huh? was it was about oh, that dude on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He always does it. It was about hundred and fifteen degrees up. in the stadium and it was hot. But but uh, I can't wait to be back in Nashville. We're gonna tailgate some. The the vol walk's happening. We're gonna be there and uh, it, it's time. They've announced a sellout. Uh they're gonna be bringing announcers like the Tennessee announcer Jeff Jarnigan. Yes. So it's gonna it's gonna feel like a Tennessee game. Um, the checkerboard at the end zone. Checkerboard end zone. Of course, you you mentioned Vol Walk. It's gonna be a home game. Tennessee will wear traditional uniforms, which I I figured they would, and they mm-hmm. look slick. I mean, it's sa- same look, but they've added a little bit of just a little bit of details here and there, some power tees and stuff. So, um, 
For anybody wanting to know information about Duval Walk, it's on 2nd Avenue. It's on the east side of uh, Nissan Stadium. That is right adjacent to Lot A, so right where we're going to be, Luke. Uh, it's where the buses park. It's not a very long walk, so you want to get there early to get a good spot. Is that close to Lot A? It, it's at the end of Lot A, so okay. yes. Well, we should be close then. Yeah, folks, uh, come on out. We're going to be tailgating Lot A all day. Well, up to game time on Saturday. <laughs> all morning long. Yeah, all morning long. <laughs> Um, Cooper Mays, they said they will decide Tennessee's starting center. They'll decide tomorrow if he's going to play. I don't really see him playing. I could be wrong. Um, he's on the depth chart, but apparently he's not been at practice. So, I, you know, just being realistic, do, do we even want him to risk further injury for, for this opening game? I, if he sits, I'll be okay with it. Maybe give him some snaps or something if he feels up to it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Elijah Simmons, Tennessee defensive lineman. Will not play tomorrow. This this sucks. Um, seems like every year Elijah Simmons. It's, it's unfortunate, and uh, seeing some reports that it, it may be longer than just one week. So, wish him a speedy recovery because we we certainly like having him on the field. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm definitely a ten. I'm ready. To, I'm I'm fired up for, yeah. for Nashville. Let us know in the comments how excited you are about Tennessee playing Saturday. Uh, we have a lot of games going on right now as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you see us looking up, that's probably why. We got Florida, Utah on the screen right now, so they're not just like sick of me or anything. I don't think they're just they're just looking at the TV. NC, but, NC State's in a tough matchup with UConn at the moment. Let's go ahead and predict this one before, um, you know, it gets too far in. Florida at Utah. Um, who you got? I'm going to take my my guess from what I was thinking before the game started and not knowing what I know now. So Utah's Cam Rising starting quarterback is out, and they're back down to a third-string quarterback. So not knowing what I know now and the score being now, I was taking Florida to pull it off just simply because of Utah's lack of quarterback play and Florida's got a stingy defense. Florida's going to have their Florida defense, there's no doubt. Can they do enough to muddy up this game and, and pull it out in the end? So I'm actually going with Florida. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Utah. Uh, I was looking earlier. Me and Luke was both, and uh, he's played a little bit more than what we had thought he had played. So, and he come out and he threw a 74-yard touchdown first play of the game, and the seven to three right now, Utah. Again, if, if I was picking now, I would have probably taken Utah, but I'm going to stick with what I was going before this game started. I'm going to do the same. I had uh, Utah down as well, and I really wanted to switch to Florida, and I did switch to Florida on the 99.1. Uh, on, we, on that we listened to the same show, didn't we? But yeah, but um, I'm I'm gonna go with what I got down, what I've had down since like Wednesday, or I guess Tuesday, and I'm gonna go with Utah. Spanky has got Utah down as well. He sent me in his I, pick. I had Utah all week up until I heard the news of Cam Rising. So I had U, I had Utah before, and uh, just because they're looking for the redemption from last year, 29-26 loss, yeah. very tough loss for them last year down in the swamp. It was, it was. I, I hope Utah wins. Don't get me wrong, because. Anybody that beats Florida is a friend of mine. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, would you all rather Florida be undefeated when Tennessee goes to play them down there, or would you rather drop a few? Mixed feelings. I want Florida to lose every game they play in, but at the same time, I'd like to be the first one to really kick their asses. I mean, I can't attest to that. Yeah, I mean, that's it, isn't it? It's I, I'm the same. Like I never want to pull for Florida, but at the same time, we're going down there. We spent a lot of money on tickets and uh, hotel rooms, so it, it would be nice to have a a big matchup down there. 
Um, hit the comment box real quick. Austin Rogers let us know that we were late. I appreciate that, man. We didn't know. It's my fault, Austin. Uh, Glenn Haney says he loves anybody that plays Bama, Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina. Uh, agreed. Marty Cox says, go Vols, go Vols, Marty. Tommy Lee Francis is watching. Uh, he, he likes you, Spur. Marty enjoyed a victory cigar with us after the Alabama game. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm have to meet up with him. I've not got to meet up with him before. Um, let's see. Kelsey Slavin from YouTube says, let's go, boys. It's football time in Tennessee. Let's, let's go. go. Let's get it. Got let's old go. Darren Gunner in the house watching all the way from down in Calhoun, Georgia. So, welcome, Darren. Uh, Nebraska, Minnesota play, South Dakota, Missouri, NC State, UConn are some other notable games that are taking place tonight. Some games tomorrow as well. Nothing really stands out as a Tennessee fan. Um, Central Michigan, Michigan State is probably the best tomorrow. Um, two big names going on. Uh, poor Hawaii is playing again already. <laughs> Tough matchup versus Vandy on Saturday. Proud of Hawaii, though, all the things they've went through. Then they come to Middle Tennessee. Um Super late game, bad weather. They hang in there to the very end. Um, now they're playing again tomorrow already versus Stanford. You know, Hawaii was said to be a, a really terrible team coming into Vanderbilt, and uh, they hung with the SEC team for three and a half quarters. Vanderbilt won late in that game. So uh, I don't know if it says as much about Hawaii as it does about Vanderbilt. Yeah, all you heard was about how improved Vanderbilt was and how yeah. great they were going to be, and then – I mean, I was obviously pulling hard for Hawaii. You know, Luke, tickets to the Vanderbilt game Saturday against Alabama A&M are as low as $6. That's cheaper so, than your local high school football game. So I'm almost thinking that, you know, a bunch of us Vols deep crazies might want to crash that game with some checkered overalls and, and just sing Rocky Top for like a quarter and a half and then leave. We may or may not, but I'm leaning towards yes. <laughs> uh Oh, by the way, speaking of Hawaii, let's throw a shout out to um, to Rick Barnes and the Tennessee basketball team. Then Michigan State's going to play um, exhibition game, and then uh, all the proceeds are going to benefit uh, Hawaii. So from all the fires and stuff. So yeah, fantastic, great matchup. You know, marquee matchup. Two legendary coaches and Tom Izzo and Rick Barnes. Uh, We're getting a lot of play time here mm -hmm. in the off season. Absolutely, it, it's that's going to help us out a lot going into the. Uh, Start of the season. Now, is that going to count toward a regular season game, or is that an exhibition? Kind of like we did Gonzaga last year. Yeah, yeah. I really wish that uh, it was in Knoxville, though. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Maybe, maybe next year. Uh, let's talk Josh Dobbs, one of Tennessee's most beloved quarterbacks, uh, has signed with the Arizona Cardinals. He was traded uh, for a 2024 fourth round pick. When I first seen this, I was kind of annoyed. I was like, "Here we go again." Dobbs leaving, but this is perfect for for Josh Dobbs. Dobbs is going to be starting week one. Yeah, and and if I have my feelings, I think Dobbs starts the entire season. So uh, I think they're looking to to move on from Kyler Murray, and uh, I don't necessarily want to say they're playing for a draft pick because Josh Dobbs might just surprise some people and turn into a really high quality NFL quarterback. We know he's got the brain to do it. Yeah, this this is his uh, shot, his opportunity right here. He better. Uh, take this seriously and play his ball game. Play it like he knows he should play it, because this is a this is an opportunity that is very far and few between. And I really hope he does so well. But I did look it up, and Kyler Murray is fifty seven and fifty seven all time at Arizona. 
Oh, really? That is crazy to think. As, as high of a profile as a player mm-hmm. as he is and build around, he's just 57 or 57. That is crazy. Yeah, they're going to love Dobbs after I think Kyle, so, too. You know, because Kyler's just such a crybaby and stuff. Like, yeah, And Dobbs is no-nonsense. Yeah, just great teammate, great person. So they're going to yeah. love Josh And, and Josh I'm going to cheer for Josh Dobbs no matter where he's playing at. 100%. So become an Arizona Cardinals fan, at least on some Sundays. Even before they, they cut uh, Colt McCoy Monday, even before that, I thought Josh Jobs would beat out Colt McCoy. I'm so surprised Colt McCoy is still playing. Like, that is unbelievable. When did he play for the championship? I think 2008? He's what, 30? 2010? No, it's 2010. Yeah, he's, he's up 37 there. 37 or yep. something like that? He played for it in 2010 against Alabama, wasn't it? I can't remember. I think it's 2010. He's old. <laughs> uh, the, see, the, another good point is the Cardinals' uh, offensive coordinator was the Browns' quarterback coach. So That's he's true. Gonna, so. He's going to know the system and. Um, yeah, so big shout out to Josh Dobbs, and we're we're pulling for you. Uh, the strength of schedule list has been released. This is gonna uh, this is going by the nation's top twenty five teams. Tennessee has the second hardest schedule uh, among the the top twenty five teams. The top ten hardest schedules are one Ole Miss, which is pretty surprising. Um, then you've got two Tennessee, Texas at three, LSU at four, Texas A and M five. Penn State, six, seven, Alabama, eight, Notre Dame, nine, Ohio State, and ten, Michigan. Yep, seems pretty much the same every year. Tennessee's in the top three or four of the toughest schedules. And we just go through the SEC gauntlet, and you know, you'll see Alabama down there at number seven and, and things like that, but that's just because they don't have to play themselves. So it, it kind of, right. <laughs> you know, the numbers are skewed just a little bit because if Alabama had to play Alabama, they'd probably be in that top two or three. I was looking because Ole Miss was number one, and that kind of surprised me a little bit. It did bit. me too. And uh, they do play Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Tulane. And I say Tulane because Tulane's strength of schedule is also top 25. Mm-hmm. They're like 22nd, 23rd at the moment. And Tulane is not a terrible team. They've past couple years, Tulane's been a very, very good football program. Yeah, they were really good last year. Georgia, mid to back. Uh, Honestly, I think they're still too high for what they play. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Clemson was 20. What was Clemson? 21st, 22nd, 23rd, yeah, something like that. Fair, Clemson yeah. was. Clemson is pretty bad. Yeah, Tennessee's always going to have one of the toughest schedules. They always, you know, they always will. Um, and we don't, we don't mind that. Bring it on. No, Josh Heupel's not complaining. I promise you that. No. I hit the comment box one more time so people don't think that uh, we're ignoring them. Tommy Lee Francis says, yee, yee. Marty yeah. Allen Cox, yes, sir. Victory scar, victory cigars again this year. Hell I agree. yeah. Jamie Swint from YouTube, you're making me laugh, but I can't repeat that. Jonathan says, can't believe uh, you're live and not hating on the Florida. We were watching the Florida game. It's on right behind us. Uh, if you, kn- <laughs> Van Lemon says, go Vols. Uh, Come on, man. Chris Ballard says, go Vols. Come on, Chris. Right, Chris. And if I missed any, go ahead and uh, comment again. So I'm looking on like multiple platforms, so I apologize if I missed any. Chris is on vacation and listening to us. I like it. We're important. That's right. We're on vacation. Put us on that big screen he's, TV. Show the in, whole family. Show everybody. He's in, in Carolina's doing the NASCAR museums. Oh, down oh, in Char- Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pat McAfee, high on the Vols, entering 2023. He's chosen the Tennessee Volunteers as his dark horse. Team, uh, he says he fell in love with Rocky Top. Pat McAfee, he loved it here. Uh, you had him jumping off boats and overalls into the river. You had him meeting at Gus's Deli, singing Rocky Top on game day. 
uh, directing the band with Peyton Manning. I don't know if I'm missing anything or not. Um, oh, you're missing something important. What? He met Spanky, and you know, he he knows Spanky on that first name basis, and I, I think that's that's the sole reason why Pat McAfee loves Tennessee. He met me too. He signed my Bush light can. Signed your Bush light can. He did. That, I grabbed it. That's incredible. I was there. I was just filming their fandom for him. Yeah, Spanky had his shirt off, and he was showing everybody he was proud of that belly. Uh, <laughs> so what was your favorite Pat, Pat McAfee moment associated with Tennessee last year? It's got to be whenever he done the backflip off the Weber. I mean, in off the river. in the Weber. That was just awesome. Like, the way he was dancing, singing. Like, that's going to be something that's played for ESPN television, like build up to a, like a lead into a game with a promo package for the next 30 years. I think my favorite was was something I was witnessed personally. That was during college game day when when he led the entire uh, audience into singing Rocky Top. He just turned on you Rocky Top and and oh, yeah. fifteen thousand people started with him and it was a uh, it was chills no doubt and, and you could see he loved it. There's no doubt. And then uh, then he would go on his tell po- you, but he wasn't expecting that kind no. of no. And then he would go on his podcast like the next Monday and be like, "Man, Knoxville was so lit. I cannot wait to go back there." <laughs> For me, it was him and Peyton uh, just directing directing the band, yeah, Rocky Top. That was cool, too. I liked it, too, when he kind of trolled, even though we lost, but he trolled uh, Georgia and Luke Bryan a little bit yeah. uh, on college game day. Um, man, did you all see Vanderbilt Stadium <laughs> on yes, Saturday yes, night? Yes, yes, did. The scoreboard was held up by cranes. Uh, man, it was just like swaying in the wind. Then you had the net held up by – the field goal net held up by cranes in the same fashion. Maybe we could wear checkered overalls in like construction vest, <laughs> yeah, hard hats. <laughs> Probably let us in free. Vanderbilt made Hawaii dress under a tent, like right by, right by the stadium. You literally can't make. The, I mean, this is the most. Vanderbilt do, do they not have like ever. locker rooms or something there? They're all torn I guess down. They tore them down. Both so, end zones are tore down. So, so Vanderbilt's players don't even have a locker room. I'm sure they they probably like change on the bus or something. They got to use the basketball. <laughs> I mean, all of Vanderbilt's athletic areas are right there in that one little. Block area is it not? I'm surprised they didn't let the Hawaii team change. Like, the, don't the, go in a lot of lay. You'll be sitting under the metal bleachers. Yeah, uh, I That's often true. wonder how they uh, even ever made it into the SEC. But um, let's see. Here, hit some comment. If I miss any, let me know. Oh, there's a good one. I see right now. Uh, Matthew Dagley, Paul Feinbaum out of the casket. Yes. Yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Yeah, that's a good. That one. was a fine ball moment when it wasn't Pat McAfee moment. That's probably like his greatest yeah. moment he's done. Like, it's the first time he's ever like come to life, other than just like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, hit the commercial. We'll be right back. We got our first main talking point of the day. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, Alright, and we're back. Next, we've got our first main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. 
Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pump and has been doing this type of work for a very long time. Uh, they have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state, so make sure you reach out to Big Orange Concrete Pumping for any of your concrete needs. Y'all ain't doing the pumping no more. Come on, let's bang it. Uh, a lot of big games this weekend. North Carolina at South Carolina, West Virginia at Penn State, LSU at Florida State is a huge matchup Sunday. We'll make our predictions later, but aside from our beloved Vols, what are a few other games that you have your eyes on this weekend? Uh, East Carolina and uh, Michigan. East Carolina is known for upsets. They've had several upsets through the years. Virginia Tech, they, for a few years, they owned Virginia Tech. And uh, they got a nice stadium. They got a pretty decent-sized stadium to be the school they are. But uh, Jim Harbaugh was suspended for, what, the first four or five games of the season. We don't know what Michigan's going to come. Michigan probably come out and do Michigan things. But I think East Carolina can play them pretty tough. Also, South Carolina and North Carolina because I want to see what all this hype is about North Carolina. If they can get past South Carolina, then they got nothing but cupcake games for the next four or five weeks, and I'm sure they stay right where they're at. You know, I'm kind of excited to see the uh, UTSA and Houston game. Houston's last couple of years has been all right, and Texas San Antonio is one of our opponents. Uh, that's that's a pretty good matchup for week it one. Is. So uh, that's kind of under the radar a little bit. Uh, also, I'd like to see uh, TCU in Colorado just to just to see what they have. We've got that wrote down as well. Anxious to kind of see what Dion's put together. I think Arkansas State, Oklahoma, uh, you know, got Butch Jones. That's a good one. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. He does uh, coach yeah. at Arkansas. What they wait, the Wade Wolves, uh, yeah. you got Shroud, our old quarterback. They've reunited. Uh, he's been named the starter. No, I'm just kidding. That's I really don't care about that one. Um, but TCU, Colorado, um, and then I think Utah State and Iowa could get pretty good and probably a low score. And low score That's out of Iowa, ain't it? I think I'm pretty sure it's at Iowa, and then UTSA is also a, a good one just because that you know that's who we play. Are the are the miners going to recover this week, Corbin? Or Heck what? yeah, they are. They're going to recover. They're going to win. Wow. Gonna, mm-hmm. You watch and see. They're going to have a uh, at least a six and six or a seven and five season, and they're going to win their first bowl game since 1968. They used to have let us down, man. <sighs> they got screwed, <laughs> cheating. Cheaters. Y'all are definitely missing some key games, though. You have Alabama. They have a huge matchup, MTSU. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be going to be a last-second field goal right there. You've got USC. They play back-to-back tough games like usual. They've got Nevada rolling in. Um, Georgia, they're going to be in a nail-biter with UT Martin. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. What's Nevada's mascot? Some sort of wolf, ain't they? Oh, they're the wolf pack, so. Okay. okay. See, see what y'all do. <laughs> uh yeah, so Georgia plays UT Martin pretty much like the, the rest of their schedule is. Skyhawks. Uh, Notre Dame, they play another powerhouse. They got Tennessee State, and they're going to be ranked in the top five after after this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Notre Dame, ESPN, college ahead. football, or just hop them up to be the greatest thing of all time after go, this week. Go ahead and crown the guy to Heisman. Sam Hartman's the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, one of my favorite things about college football in the early weeks is watching how the polls change, seeing how right or wrong about a team. Um, I was personally. Notre Dame, USC. Um, I know you two are high on the Trojans, but it's the same conversation every single year with teams like this. Um, they beat up on nobodies for a couple of weeks. Everyone's putting them on a pedestal, and then boom, they fall off. So are you all believing the Notre Dame and USC hype? Notre Dame, hell no. USC, I, I swear the Pac-12 has got 
just as good, if not a better conference this year as Listen. the Big Ten does. USC USC struggled through the first half of that game this past week. So Yeah, they USC just don't play defense. Lee and Riley don't believe yeah. in defense. So I think that's gonna be their downfall. Then they put up a lot of points in the second half, but for half of a game that, that was uh, they were struggling, so I don't believe in the half of either team yet. Don't believe in half of anybody yet, except for you know maybe maybe Tennessee. Yeah, you can't be leg- you know a legit contender and let San Jose State put twenty eight on you. That's right. not like it was garbage time points or something either. What's I mean. wrong with San Jose State University? <laughs> Them Spartans or something else? They were really good. I got confused when I seen the Spartans versus the Spartans. Like, what is what? what? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you got NC State. Um, Notre Dame plays some good teams this year. Um, Ohio State, USC, Pitt, Clemson, Wake Forest. So, mm-hmm. I think they're going to go down. Um, Notre Dame might as well just join the ACC because uh, six of their games is AC, ACC schools. Yeah, they're going to – I think that, I think Notre Dame will lose three games, I think, this year. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but we're proud of them. They're finally playing somebody. Um, comments. Josh says, Spur, before I forget again, you bring these guys to the all night at the Ice Bears game, help checker the Coliseum. Hey, we can that do it. Be, that would be cool. We can promote that. Uh, Matthew Dagley says he's looking forward to North Carolina, South Carolina. I agree. That one's kind of underrated, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be a nail-biter. I think be. it could be. Jamie, I can't read that on here. We're going to get hit, but thank you for commenting on YouTube. Jonathan says, Notre Dame did nothing but get a good quarterback. Speed will kill them when they face SEC teams. Yeah, if they do have to face the SEC team, they're going to be in trouble. Who, Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they play the ACC, and then they play like the FCS. Um, Savannah on YouTube says, yo, go Vols. Go Vols, Savannah. Go Vols. Marty Allen Cox says, go Utah, 14-3. to We missed something. Yeah, we missed something. It's hard. It's hard to at least y'all get to kind of see it. Uh, <laughs> did you all see the show Saturday around noon on ESPN two called Portraits? I did not. I was uh, at a bachelor party. Yeah, I didn't either. I was. It, it was a Josh Heupel feature. Extremely good. Like it was top of the line. For anyone listening, write this down. You need to watch it. I don't know how you can go back and watch it, but it's called Portraits. Um, Josh Hopple loves Tennessee, man, so much. Like, you can just tell that he's so invested here. Um, the cigar thing, I'm not sure if you all – did you all read on that or anything? No, but, I didn't. Okay, so Monday, Alabama week, talk about confidence. Josh Hopple walked into the team meeting on Monday morning, had a cigar in his pocket. He pulled it out and said he ordered uh, cigars for everybody. He ordered a couple cigars for everybody. And he expects to have a long night of smoking cigars on Saturday. Nice. Nice. So that's just, yeah, it's just, I mean, you got to let the, the team know that, that you believe. And I don't know. That that was just a short clip of kind of what was said on there. But yeah, it was a great, it was a great um, show. Um, who what's all it, be going? Huh? What's that on ESPN? It's on ESPN too, and it's called Portrait. So it should be on demand on like the ESPN Plus streaming service. I would, I would say, yeah. There's articles about it, though, like the stuff that he said and stuff, so it's pretty cool. Um, who all will be going to the Tennessee versus Virginia game in Nashville? Let us know in the comments. We'll be primarily in lot A before the game. We've been invited to a couple of tailgates that we'll probably visit, but um, we kind of just 
might have our you know primarily in Lot A. Maybe is not where we where we be. Yeah, we'll be primarily at Lot A. But I am going to visit whoever is invited us so far. Yeah. And if I forget who's invited us, I told them it's hard to keep uh, up with. They me. say uh, they say they they invite us on here, and I tell them to message, and they never message. So yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people have been asking me about parking situation. Mm-hmm. If you don't already have a a parking pass. Uh, there will be parking near the stadium. I know uh, uh, some friends of mine ha- runs main event parking, so maineventparking.com. Uh, they'll be open. You can buy parking at the gate. You can also park over off Broadway and walk across the pedestrian bridge. Uh, just make sure you're over near Lot A around 845 for the Vol Walk. Yeah, we, uh, yeah we'll be around Lot A, so feel free to come by and say hey. We'd love to meet everybody. Uh, we may try to do a live show also. We uh, we won't have like a full setup or anything like that, but we might just try to get something going for a few minutes and um, maybe the, the night before, the, the morning before, or maybe after the game. Uh, but service will definitely be a factor in, in this. Um, if we can get it going, come be a part of the live action. Absolutely. We'll drink a beer with us one. I'll drink a beer with you. Luke will drink a beer with you. Will you drink a beer with him, Spoo? You know I will. Heck yeah. We'll be drinking uh, some beer and eating some eggs uh, Saturday morning. Uh, so let us know in the comments how fired up that you are about Tennessee's football season underway Saturday. Um, I'm very excited. The first 50 days of the, our countdown really flew by. It felt like it was really scooting. But for me, it's a drug here, here lately. We'll talk more about the Tennessee-Virginia matchup soon. Thank you all for listening uh, to our first main talking point of the day. We'll take a short break, then we'll get back to your all's comments, and we'll play Start Bench Cut. Stick with us. Since July of 2021, our student-athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Vol Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student-athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange. All right, and we're back. We hit the comments real fast. Jamie, great comments. Can't read them out loud, though. Uh, Austin Hensley, he won our giveaway last week. He said he was going to go, but his boys got games. Go Vols. Uh, Matthew Dagley sent us some beer emojis. Savannah says she's been excited all month. Nah, all year. We're excited too, Savannah. Are you going to the game, Savannah? Um, Jonathan says he can't wait to see the Vol Daddy this weekend. Can't wait to see you either, baby. Um, Donald on Facebook says he's excited to see Joe excel in this offense. Very, 100%. Yeah, very excited, nervous, anxious for, for Joe Milton. Um. All right, so we're back. We're live from the Vols Deep Man Cave. We hope everybody's having a great Wednesday night. Uh, we're live on Facebook. It's a, it's a Thursday night. Oh, it is. My bad. I got Wednesday wrote down on the paper. Good job, Luke. Uh, share this out for us. Slap the like button. 
We'd truly appreciate it. Next, we have start, bench, cut. How this works is I'll give a question. We have to rank our answers in order from first to last. Start being one, cut being last. Y'all ready? Let's do it. All right, which football matchup are you currently looking forward to the most this weekend? North Carolina, South Carolina, Penn State, West Virginia, or LSU, Florida State? I'll let you go first, bro. For me personally, you know, the marquee matchup is clearly LSU and Florida State. Uh, I like LSU in that one. Uh, hint, hint for later. But the North Carolina-South Carolina game should be a, a pretty uh, pretty good game. You know, got a high-profile quarterback at, at North Carolina. They're calling him the number two overall draft pick possibly right now. I, I don't know. We'll see. He plays in the ACC. But uh, South Carolina, uh, be, it's going to be an interesting game. Penn State, West Virginia uh, – Two traditional powerhouses, and uh, all three games are good. So I'm glad that we have some good games to watch. I'm going to start LSU and Florida State just because it's a top ten matchup. Two, yeah. two teams. I mean, this is going to be key for their seasons to start off and see how the this this is the defining moment for how their season is going to go. You're going to either go for a championship or you're not. Uh, going to have to bench North Carolina, South Carolina. I want to see. What all this hype is with North Carolina, uh, Mac Brown as a coach. Like, is it well? Is it not? Like, you're facing SEC in the first week. It's South mm-hmm. Carolina. South Carolina says they're this legit program. So we're gonna see who is the big dog in this one, and then you're gonna have to cut Penn State, West Virginia. West Virginia's coach is already on the uh, chopping block. Like, he's gonna be going after this season. West Virginia is a Terrible team. I think they got a third string quarterback starting probably this week. So, and Penn State's like a twenty point favorite. So, I'm not USC, but Penn State's a twenty point point favorite. So, oh, just gonna, just so you know, the Florida quarterback just threw one about forty five yards over his receiver's head, <laughs> um, and he I'm, got laid out. I'm gonna start LSU Florida State as well. Top top ten matchup going to be a good game, I think, especially after last year. And I'm going to bench North Carolina, South Carolina. This is going to be a shootout, man. Like, because North Carolina's defense is yeah, take the over. Yeah, and then they're going to make South Carolina look like that their offense is the most improved. Spitler right where it's going to be Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback. So it's going to. But I don't think South Carolina can stop Drake May. So I think it's going to be a really good game. And obviously, I'm going to cut Penn State, West Virginia. I. I don't know. I, I took Penn State to cover, but you never know, man. I don't know. You just yeah. you don't know, you know what team you're going to get. Uh, question number two, which team is most likely to be upset this weekend? TCU playing Colorado, Iowa playing Utah State, or Penn State playing West Virginia? Yeah, I went back and forth on this one a minute, but Iowa's offense last year was just terrible. They ranked like 129th out of 131. Scores would be like 3-7. to seven, you know? Yeah, yeah they, they won some games, but they, it was just terrible. And Utah State had a fairly decent offense last year. I know I know, Iowa's got a new quarterback that they, they think will do good things. But So I'm going to pick Utah State as the most likely to pull off an upset. I'm going to bench Colorado beating TCU uh, simply because I don't think West Virginia has any shot at beating no Penn State. Shot. Well, I'm going to tell you I'm going to cut to begin with Penn State. West Virginia, just because of what I said a second ago. Uh, bench, Iowa, Utah State. I don't know much about either program. 
I was always good, though. Utah State always is decent. Uh, start TCU in Colorado, and that's TCU meeting Colorado, and it is an upset because <laughs> TCU has fallen. I think this is the most I've ever saw a Final Four college football team fall in the rankings preseason from the previous year. Yeah, it's got it's got that's definitely got to be a record. I'm gonna hit the comments before we hit another. Florida is garbage. Yeah, Florida is rough. Donald says LSU Florida is his start. Uh, Florida State to win. He says they're loaded with talent. Jonathan from YouTube says LSU and Florida State as well. Austin Hensley says Florida State has to be the most overrated team in football. I'm definitely anxious to see what they what they look like because the media wants Florida State back they so do. bad. So you got to take that in consideration. Jamie says if LSU loses, do yourself a favor and find a way to tune in to another local sports talk station. Pure gold. He's not lying. We went when we went down to to the Tennessee <laughs> LSU game last year. We had the bright idea to find local LSU LSU call-in shows, and man, they was it was it was entertaining. Just them Cajuns on there, just raising cane. Uh, Austin says LSU by twenty-one plus. It'll be bad. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, I got LSU winning, but I, I don't have them winning that much. Uh, I could see it though, because there's a lot of hype. You know, you don't know if it's real or not. Florida State hype. Um, Matthew Douglas says TCU would be his start. LSU, Florida State, that's a Sunday game, ain't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Sunday night. Uh, Lee says Iowa should have a much improved offense. I hope. Yeah, if they got an offense, they, they that'd be could, hard to beat. That couldn't defense. have much worse. I always put Iowa in that category with, with, with Wisconsin. They're always good, and they always have a slip-up, and that's what causes them this season. How many points does Tennessee offense put up against Virginia Saturday? 30-plus, 40-plus, or 50-plus? This one's easy. Start 50, bench 40, cut 30. I've got the same. I'm starting uh, 40. I think it's going to be 40. Starting to, 40? I think it's going to be uh, 40 to 50. I'm going to have Tennessee about 45 points. And uh, bench 50 and cut 30. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the same order as Spire. I'm starting fifty, I'm benching forty, I'm cutting thirty. I, I just don't know how Virginia has any chance of stopping us. I don't know. Veronica on Facebook says fifty. Uh Robin says go Gators. Yeah, they're looking good, buddy. Uh Marty <laughs> Marty says forty plus. Donald says fifty plus. What was that? A fifteen yard punt that Florida just done? Yeah. <laughs> uh today is National Holistic Pet Day. Start bench cut these pets. Dogs. Cats or other, you can substitute whatever you want for other. That's the right order. You start a dog, it's man's best friend. Uh, I have a cat, only a cat. I love my cat, but I'm going to bench my cat and cut other because you can't beat a dog or a cat. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start cats because I'm the cat daddy over here. You see, we're, not, we're talking about a different kind of cat, yeah, Corbin. I ain't oh. keeping you. I'm just kidding. No. I might, I might pitch you later, baby. But you know. see, I train cats like to be tigers. Like you train cats. Yeah, my cats they're tigers. They're furious animals. Like they would go get a bear out of the woods and bring it to your front doorstep. I'm that's, telling you right now. That's the Corbin Rogers brothel. Train them to be tigers. <laughs> Bench dogs and uh, other. I guess I'll cut other. 
Uh, I used to have fish. It didn't last too long, but I had fish at one point. See, the thing about my cat, though, is I could put my cat out food and disappear for three days and come back, and she still got food and doesn't care that I was gone for three days. Well, that's what happens when you train it to be a tiger. It goes out and gets its own food. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm starting dogs. I'm gonna substitute uh, a fish. I'm gonna substitute <laughs> a goat, a pig, a turkey. I'm gonna cut a cat. The only reason I'm cutting cats because I'm allergic to them, so I can't have cats. Uh, how many points does Tennessee's defense allow on Saturday? Under ten, under twenty, under thirty. I'm gonna start under twenty because my my prediction is fifty-five thirteen. I'm going to bench under 10. Virginia's not scoring 30 against us. I'm starting uh, under 20 uh, just because my prediction is 45-17. And I believe Virginia will have 17. Virginia, I think they will score some just because of the fact is they had that tough year last year. Like their season was canceled at the end of the season for their players getting killed or whatever it was. It was the – Shooting, shooting it on campus. Yeah, well, the shooting on campus, I guess it was. And then uh, going to cut under 30 because they could score, you know, more than what we anticipate. And then, well, no, I mean bench and then cut under 10. I'm going to start under 20. Um, I think Tennessee has a good chance to keep them under 10, but we'll see. I'm going to bench under 10. I'm going to cut under 30. I, if, I we're think, not, if we're not 20 or under, then we've got some serious problems, I think. Yeah, I think they may get a, a, a touchdown late and some uh, mop-up time, getting some players some playing time. But I don't see Virginia scoring that much against us. Uh, could be wrong. Hopefully we're not. Jamie asked on YouTube, um, who's going to be the top receiver Saturday? I'm going to go Brew. I'm going Brew as well. Yeah, it's going to be Boo. Veronica says she's voting dogs. Matthew says cat, dog, other. Donald cat, says, dog. Cat, dog. Donald says bench cats are worthless. Jamie says you start the raccoon. Dennis says Florida State is loaded up in the portal and they return a lot. Florida State wins. That was Dennis off YouTube. Jonathan says he's starting dogs. Uh, Marty Allen Cox says he's going to start under 10. I nice. like it. I like it. Matthew Dagley says he's starting under 20. Donald says Tennessee wins 59-13. to 13. I wouldn't mind a 63 to nothing shutout. Uh, Austin says you start cats. You ever try to catch a cat and cut dogs and bench dogs again? F-U-G-A. <laughs> uh, Matthew Dagley says where's Spank? Spank uh, is getting married tonight. I heard he was uh, waiting in line at the Gentleman's Club. Get in first one in line. He's been there since like two o'clock today. Yeah, the carousel. Uh, Jamie says we're incorrect. It's going to be Keaton. Keaton's also a very good answer. Just rolling my gut. Uh, that was start bench cut. Very fun segment we do. One of my personal favorites. We'll have our second main talking point of the day next. We're going to get more involved in the Tennessee uh, Volunteers first game. Stick around. We have our new giveaway coming your way. Uh, we're going to put your skills to the test with Spurs predictions. We'll be right back. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. 
serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties. Give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. All right, and we're back. Uh, we have our second main talking point of the day presented by Trident HydroClean. Thank you, Jacob Haney, for sponsoring this segment. Um, all right, so let's have a little bit of fun here. Let's do Tennessee, it. Tennessee, are they still 28-point favorite? Or is it they changed? are still 28. Still 28, okay. Uh, I looked this morning, but you never know with, with Vegas. That's crazy for like an ACC, ACC school. Like, it shouldn't be that way. But it is. And the, the over-under is... I know Josh Hobble's going to put up some points. The over-under is 56. I don't know if it's part of your segment or not, but 28-point favorites and over-under by 56. I, I like Tennessee to cover. Not not real sure about the over-under because I'm not sure how many points Virginia's going to score. All right, so I'm just going to ask. Let's just have a little fun and play a little over-under, um, and then we'll go into the Tennessee depth chart. Uh, let us know in the comments as we go to what you think. So, over, under, does Joe Milton throw for 300 yards versus Virginia? Yeah. Uh, he comes out swinging with the motivation. Like, uh, he's already being doubted with all these uh, preseason uh, awards and stuff. And, like, he's going to come out in this weak Virginia defense. He's going to have nothing but just open players all day long, I think. He'll have a lot of good opportunities to make some big plays. You know he's going to make some big plays. With, with as bad as Florida is struggling right now on this TV right beside us, I think Josh Heupel's going to send a message to the Gators that, that we're not playing around and he's going to put up as many points as he can. That way we've already got that intimidation factor and they're going to know their beat before we ever walk on that field. Well, you got to remember last year with Florida and Utah, uh, Florida struggled pretty much the whole game mm-hmm. and come back and won at the very end. So I'm going to say over 300 yards for Joe Milton. I'm going to go over two. I think a huge game from Joe Milton. I think it's going to be massive. Um, Matthew Dagley says under. Um, Marty Allen Cox says over 300. I agree, Marty. Uh, Donald says over if he plays long enough. That's a good point, too. That is a good point. How bad that it's going to – how bad it's going to get. But, you know, I don't don't think we put Nico on that field unless we have to. Not this first game. Yeah, I don't don't think we'll see Nico around middle or third. Late four or early four, at least for, at least for a couple series, maybe. I think so. I think we see Nico. I think I think we see uh, Heath Shue or something before it's over with. What is it? Three or four games before the wedge shirt's gone. Is, uh, it, is it five? It's four, but four. Four. We ain't, he ain't looking to, to red shirt this year. Uh, Nico will definitely play next week against Austin P. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see at least we're gonna see a couple drives because. The fans want to see Nico. Josh Hopple knows the fans want to see Nico. And he may want to test the waters. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, Austin says under 260-ish yards. Um, That's in the first half. Joe Milton will uh, – just read that one. Man, I'm all over it today, boys. Tennessee will Get beat, it together, son. Let's Tennessee go. Tennessee will beat – it's whatever's in this cup. Tennessee will beat Virginia by 30 points, over or under. The line's 28, and I'm taking over, and I'm taking over 30. I'd probably take it at 33. Well, I already gave my prediction uh, 45-17, so I'm under by, like, two points. I'm going over. I think Tennessee's going to smoke them. Yeah. Um, let's see. we got Marty's, a lot of people chiming in. Marty says over. 
Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm trying to read them all. So if I don't see it, just recomment it again if you want me to. to we got see like it. we got like three platforms going over here. It's fun. Um, Tennessee allows 20 points in the game versus Virginia over or under. Gave my prediction earlier. I said 13 points, so it is under. Under. I, under I, also. I, I definitely don't see them over 20 points. I don't either. I see them at like. I don't know, the 13 to 17 range probably. Is Virginia's where. been a very bad team for a pretty good while now. And they used to not be that way for them. But they've had so much stuff going on. I don't know how many years their coach has been there now, but he's got to be on the chopping block coming up if he's been there for like two or three years. Um, Matthew says get Navy the ball this week, keep Nico ready for next year. Uh, they're going to they're gonna get – they're. In the SEC, it's very rare that a quarterback makes it a full season healthy. Listen. They're going to get Nico ready in case Joe goes down. No, no, yeah. that, but <laughs> but Nico is not a five-year quarterback here. He yeah. is here for it the most. So, we're, we're, let's not worry about the red shirt. He's not going to red shirt. There's no way he's going to red shirt. So. He, he could not even be here at four at the most, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, Austin says, over giving the ball. The Vols 52-13. to 13. Donald says, over our defense, as Hypo said, will be elite this year. Uh, Jamie, quit quoting that movie. Marty Allen Cox says under as well. James on YouTube says Utah's doing whatever they want to do to Florida. Austin says under thirty under thirteen points. If we give up more, it'll be something in garbage time. I agree with you, Austin, hundred <clears throat> uh, percent. Jamie says Joe Milton rushing yards over under thirty. That's good. That's a good question right there. Joe can run the ball. He can. He don't like. He. he, he I'd rather him not it. be. I'd rather him not be doing it. But he don't like to do it. Well, I don't know if it's not like he's not as good as Hendon. You know, but he could get. The ball, he could get he, thirty he on one it. play. But I don't. I see Josh Hoppel telling him not to, not to take too many risks in this game. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say under thirty rushing yards. Hopefully, our offensive line's good enough to where we don't have to. Yeah. Um. Bru McCoy has two plus touchdowns game one over under over I think he has two exactly i think I think Brew has the most receiving yards. I don't think he has the most touchdowns. I see Ramel Keaton or Squirrel White getting two touchdowns, but Brew may be getting one uh Dakota asks on Facebook leading receiver predictions. We we said brew already just a little bit ago. So yeah, we mentioned brew earlier. So yeah. I think we're all gonna stick with brew. Um, I don't know why. I just I just got a gut feeling about brew. I, I think I think I think brew's gonna be the receiver that Joe trusts most this I think, year. I think brew's gonna get the most targets, so he'll probably get the most overall yards. But I think Keaton or Squirrel White or Deontay Thornton will get more to touchdowns. Joe Milton has four or more touchdowns total. Running or passing against Virginia. That's that's over. I think it's under. Under? I think it's a mix between the rushing and the uh, passing both. I'm going to go over. I'll tell you what. I think Joe put the clinic. Throw a defense in there. Throw a defensive touchdown in there, too. Defensive touchdown? Yeah. Tennessee forces two or more turnovers in game one. Over, under. That's the, I'm going to put 
I guess under. It's hard to get defensive. What would you say, uh, turnovers? Okay. You yeah. just gave them a defensive touchdown, so that's one. Yeah, well, that's one. one. Well, I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving one, but it's hard to get defensive turnovers. Yeah, I agree with Corbin. I'm going to take under on this just because uh, – they won't play a lot of base defense and not have to worry about it too much. But that's that's one of the that's that's something you bet in DraftKings right there. Yeah. Virginia might get desperate early and, and take some shots and we might get an early pick or something like that, but I uh, you know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna go over. I think Tennessee's defense has got something to prove. Uh they've heard last year, actually the last two years and all off season about how they're the problem, how they're the you know, the weak link. I think they're gonna especially games like this, I see them really, you know, having some fun with bringing some pressure and stuff like that. So next we're going to go over Tennessee's depth chart by position group. So we'll start with the offense. We'll just go down the line. Tied in, you've got Jacob Warren or McAllen Castles. No surprises there. Um, glad Jacob Warren come back. Yeah, tremendous player. Yeah, absolutely. McAllen Castles is a transfer. Uh, huge guy, 6'5", 252. Um, you see this guy like his his Instagram photo. He's just a monster, man. Did you see the little clip where he uh went out, played wide receiver for a snap, and just made our defensive back yeah uh, break his ankles and gone to the house. Yeah, he he's massive. He's gonna he's gonna be a huge contributor because I was worried. Not saying Jacob Warren couldn't do it, but Princeton fan, I was kind of wondering who's gonna replace because Princeton's a great blocker. I Absolutely, mean, you, could, you can move him all over the field. So I think that's our answer there. Um, left tackle, kind of surprising to me. You got John Campbell Jr. That's not the surprising part, but or Gerald Mincy. I hundred percent expected Gerald Mincy to be the dude. Um, just, just be NFL ready, you know, from the talk. So he's a uh, Twitter believes in him. Uh, I'm I'm not down I'm not down on him. I just fully expected him to just lock up the job, 100. percent So it's yeah. just kind of odd. I'm, it's what I'm saying is that Twitter's been all over him. Um, left guard, you've got three oars here, which I guess is a good sign if if you're Tennessee. Um, you've got Andre Carrick, which is a transfer from Texas. You've got Jackson Lampley and Ollie Lane. Um, I look for that to be Andre Carrick. 100%. He was a really great uh, run blocker at Texas. And then center, nobody really knows what's going to happen here. you got Cooper Mays. They've got him starting on, on the depth chart. Um, the the rumor is, is that he's still not practiced yet since his surgery, though. So then you've got Ollie Lane behind him or Dane Davis. I kind of expect Ollie Lane to, to start at center. Andre Carrick at left guard. I think Cooper would be uh... – not this week or next week, just because next week's Austin P. I think at least week three will be Cooper. If, if Cooper starts, he's only getting a, a, a series or two. Yeah, that that may be why he's listed there. They may may try him out there to get, let him get some uh, game snaps, but I don't think he risks too much of an injury there. And I want to see, I want to see him before Florida at least. Of course, you know, just I don't want him. I mean, I don't know. He's got to get a little bit, knock the rust off a little bit, even if it's just like. Three four series versus Austin P. Right guard Javante Spragans, no surprises whatsoever there. Right tackle you've got Jeremiah Crawford or Dane Davis. Jeremiah Crawford is going to be the starting right tackle, so he's went from starting left tackle last year 
to right tackle this year. Um, I I kind of expected uh, John Campbell or Gerald Mincy to go to right tackle, so I'm super proud of Jeremiah Crawford, man. He's of course he came on the show and stuff. And yeah, he's mm-hmm. uh, yeah he, he's an awesome person. So I'm very proud of him. Excited to excited to see him on the field, and hopefully he gets to go to the next level. Uh, wide receiver, starting wide receiver, Brew McCoy. No surprise there. Then you've got Squirrel White or Dante Thornton in the slot. And that's a huge uh, body size difference. You've got Squirrel White at 5'10", 165. And then you've got Dante Thornton at 6'5", 214. So it's going to be wild to see who they who they put in the slot. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to use them for different – Different things too, you know. They're not gonna, yeah. you know, dif- different routes because I mean, obviously, squirrel's gonna be a little bit more. And you never know what the hypo is gonna throw out there. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. And I think you're gonna see Dante other wide receiver positions too, not just slot. No matter, he's too good not to have on the field. And then another wide receiver, another player that we had on the show, Ramel Keaton, got him starting. Um, Happy with that too. I was I was getting a little you know I would not have been happy I don't think if if Ramel didn't get the shot. He's just he's been there for a long time and he's done great. Uh, quarterback Joe Milton, no surprise there. Uh, running backs you've got Jabari Wright or or Jabari Small or Jalen Wright. It's going to be Jalen Wright. I'm just letting you know now. It's going it to be Jalen Wright. Jalen Wright will start Saturday. I think they rotate a lot, though. Oh, they're going to rotate. Yeah, they're going to rotate. Dylan Sampson's going to get a lot of carries. Um, Cam Seldon's going to be on the field a lot. Yeah. But Jalen Wright will be your starting running back Saturday. So deep. Like, Take I it to the bank. Love it. Yep. Dang. Like, even if, like, one player went down in some of these positions, we have backups and people ready to go. Like, dang. Um, you got Roman Harrison playing a Leo position. Uh, James Pierce Jr., Joshua Joseph, Caleb Herring behind him. Roman Harris, man, he's been here for a long time. And uh, Number 30, he made a lot of plays. Uh, his stat sheet looks good, so excited for him. Defensive tackle, Amari Thomas will get the start. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. Then the next defensive tackle, you've got Omar Norman Lott or Bryson Eason. Uh, behind them, you've got Davion Hobbs. Omar Norman Lott supposedly looks great. He was another. He was, you know, he's a big dude. Uh, then defensive end, you've got Tyler Barron or Dominic Bailey. Kind of a surprise there of a, with the or. So. Yep, the or is big. Dominic Bailey, you've heard of that name a lot. And then you've got um, linebacker Aaron Beasley. Big surprise there, huh? And then yeah, you've got no surprise. Keenan Peely, the transfer from BYU. Elijah Herring will be behind him. They. Everybody's super excited about Keenan Peely. That's, that's who I want to see on the defensive side more than anybody else right now. Uh, kind of a shocker here. You've got Kamal Haddon or Warren Burrell. Warren Burrell got hurt um, against Pitt early last year. And he was kind of thought of to be our best corner last year. So, But they say Kamal has, has really improved. He's really matured. And he got bashed a little bit for that South Carolina game. But... Nobody had anything bad to say about him mm-hmm. until that game. So, um, and you've got Danico Slaughter at cornerback, Tamaria McDonald at star. You've got Jalen McCullough at safety. And then you've got Wesley Walker at the other safety. 
It's always good to have a Wes Walker. Yeah. <laughs> which is next to Wes Welker. I like having the, the four quarterbacks and all, all kind of oars. That just tells you that we got a little bit of depth there at that position. There's a lot of yeah. yeah. There's a lot of oars, and that, that's a that's a great thing that you're not just counting on that one guy, and you're kind of screwed after that. Um, Charles Campbell plays kicker. Jackson Ross. Everybody is gonna love Jackson Ross, the Australian punter. Um, you ever seen Australian rules football off topic? No. Oh, I, I have, oh it's, I it's incredible. So. I've not, but apparently he, he. Of course, did you all see him kind of aggravating Hypo a little bit about having how he's got the best or the third best arm on the team? Nope. But that's he said Hypo's at, Hypo's at four and Jackson Ross is at three. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's going to love Jackson Ross. He's got a great personality. Um, D. Williams, he's on there for kick and punt returns. Um, kick return also, you're going to have uh, Cam Selden back there. Then some punt returns, you'll have Squirrel White back there. Uh, I saw what Squirrel White may be doing some kick returns too. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Hit the comment box. You know, I will say, since before you do comments, a little side note, there's a lot of seniors on this team. Yeah, there's 19. Yeah, there's a lot of seniors. A lot of seniors starting, so. Yeah, so it's going to be wild. So I think it's important, too, that we do get a lot of young Young guys in there playing. Develop that secondary. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Goad on Facebook asked if Jalen Wright will go for 100-plus Saturday. I think so. Yeah. I like seeing breaking two or three really long ones. Um, Donald says Haddon needs to quit. Showboating, hoping he's matured. Yeah, he the South Carolina game, you know, he kind of hurt his image a little bit, but – you grow, man, and we'll see. We'll see what the coaches have done with him. They said he's worked hard, you know, harder than anybody on the defensive side of the the ball. Austin says, uh, if we do win big Saturday, then again in week two, like we should. How bad does that hurt us going into the swamp week three? What do you think? I don't think we'll be overconfident like normal. I think we'll have a level head going into the swamp. We should, anyways, because we. These are well. We got a mid-major team, and then we got an FCS school. So we we'll know what we're going into with the swamp. I think we're going to be okay. It's yeah. Gonna, um, I, I don't see us overlooking for it. I do think they're going to play us closer than they play yeah. anybody they lose we, to all year after that. But. We are certainly not overlooking Florida. We haven't won down in the swamp in twenty years. And we're going down there to end that streak this this year. And that's always such a special week, anyways. Like as soon as the end of the game on Saturday happens and it's next game's Florida, it's it's automatically F Florida week. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely fired up to go down to Florida. Uh, next, we're going to have the, the duel presented by Premier Excavation. Uh, you've got Corbin and you've got the champ, the Spur. They're going to battle it out over some tough questions. So you all will be voting in the comments to let us know who you think wins the duel over these questions, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, 
and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. All right, we've got the duel. Uh, hit some comments. Donald says we need to win in Gainesville. I'm tired of going and watching us get killed. There ain't no win. We must win in Gainesville. I think I think I think the streak starts now, or you know, started yeah. last year. But you get my drift. Um, Bradley says you ought to live in Florida for a week. It's a hoot. Jamie says we're taking Florida to Pound Town. Uh, I agree. Jonathan says, you, University of Florida is going to be so bad this year. Yeah, they are. Um, I just hope they don't fire Napier because I want to see him in 2024 when the only small game they have is Miami. You know who Napier reminds me of right now? Butch Jones. He Butch can recruit Jones. but can't coach. He's got a lot of Butch to him. All right, we've got the duel. So – these two are going to battle it out over five questions. Come on, Corbin. You let me Wake know up. in the comments who you think is the winner. Then we're going to announce the right winner. Here. And they get the belt, man. You going to hang on to the belt or not, Spurs? I'm keeping it tonight. He's calling it. He's calling it. All right, question number one. Which top ten team will be knocked out of the AP poll first? Well, since you got the champ to go first, Corbin, I'm going to go first on this question. And I'm going to say Florida State is the first top 10 team to get knocked out of the AP poll. And I say that Florida State starts of LSU. They're going to lose by 17 points in their first game this season. The SEC is going to dominate the ACC all year long. LSU is going to make Florida State look terrible. That's going to put a doubt in their mind. Then they come along with week four and they play Clemson. That's an 8-9 matchup right now. Clemson knows what to do. They know how to win. That's a second loss for Florida State. At that point, their season's over with. Those high expectations are out the window. Then they're going to go down to Syracuse, and the Orangemen are going to take care of the business. That's three losses, and the next thing you know, Florida State drops right out at top 25. I got LSU. LSU get knocked out first? Yes. I think uh, Florida State beats LSU. And then uh, LSU goes on, like LSU, the far, far top 10. They got Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Auburn, Alabama, Florida, Georgia State, Texas A&M. I think LSU. I think, like I said before, I think Brian Kelly is on the chopping block as much money as they're paying him. LSU is uber talented. I don't see them falling out of the top 25. Now, they might take a loss or two, but they're going to win week one against Florida State. A loss or two, that's bad enough for LSU right there. Done with question one. Done with question one. Question two. Which two former Tennessee players would have won the Heisman Trophy under Josh Heupel? Hannon Hooker. Tyler Bray. Oh, we're, talk, Bray? we're talking about past players? Past players. Oh, former. I thought we was talking about like <laughs> who played under Josh Heupel. Who'd you say? Tyler Bray. Tyler Bray was an incredible quarterback and put up numbers with Derek Dooley. Eric Ainge. Eric Ainge was a phenomenal quarterback. Took his SEC championship 2007 against LSU. 
with Philip Fulmer. Who's your other one? We got pick two or, or give me another one. Well, you got to pick Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. You got to pick Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs under a, a Josh Hopple offense. Wow, quit that read optionable crap and let him throw the ball. Uh, Josh Dobbs. That's that's a good one Dobbs right there. Again? Dobbs again, but uh, I'll throw one out from another 2007. Well, but Machen wide receiver. Machen's a good one. Look, look what what look at the numbers Machen put up that year. How many receiving yards do he have? Two thousand almost. Next to two thousand, like that is crazy. Coming that that was a dream team right there that could have done it all. Don't see many Heisman's won by anything other than a quarterback these days. If I had to answer, I would go Cordero Patterson. That's a good one. Or Alvin Kamara. Yeah, golly, what a wasted talent both of those was. Kamara definitely wasted yeah. like bagum. Kamara still makes me sick. How many how many games did Kamara play for? It's like. Really Start, starting, starting running back. Uh, like. Really didn't seem to Texas A and M. Yeah, and then he would do that that outside jet sweep or something, and uh, so much, so much opportunity there. Went to the NFL and become a star, and we're sitting here like that's what we had the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Question three: Today's National Beach Day. Which beach is the best in the southeast? I'll let you go first this time, Corbin. We'll see where we're alike on this. Oh, Panama City. You, that's party, I knew it. That's party town down there. You go down there, that is party town down in Panama City. PCV is is the best beach in the southeast. It's it's not even close. Uh, you know, you got Pineapple Willies right there on the beach. I, I watched several Tennessee games there at Pineapple Willies. You got Sharkies along the beach. You got Club La Vela. You know, that's where Shane McMahon bought WCW right there on Panama City Beach. That club is shut down now. I tried yeah, to go to it. There. I tried to go to it a few years ago. Still do the slingshot though, it, right there. It shut down like I guess ten years ago. There's something there. It may not be Club La Vela anymore, but but Panama City is is an awesome beach. It, uh, access to it's uh, easily done. But if you want to pick a second one. Then you gotta go further south, and you can go to Siesta Key just for the beach itself. Siesta Key down in Sarasota is a humongous beach, and the beach itself has clean restrooms, it has restaurants right on the beach, huge parking area. Uh, it's a humongous beach, and it's probably the most beautiful beach I've ever seen. Well, it definitely ain't Motor Beach, I tell you that. Uh, I, I can agree with that too. Daytona Beach is nice. I go Daytona every year for NASCAR, and a uh, beautiful place. I, I know Luke likes South Beach down there in Miami, so. Uh, I like winning down there, and I'm not necessarily the people. They just <laughs> <laughs> uh, will Michigan slip up any with Jim Harbaugh's three-game suspension? No. No. Michigan will uh, – this is one of those situations where Michigan will actually win all their games and whether they're – they squeak by with one or two, and they dominate some others. They're going to – Harbaugh will come back, and then it'll be the story of the season that, well, what if they have one loss, and then the story of the season becomes, oh, well, Harbaugh, can he take them after missing the first four or five games? Can he take them to the college football playoff? Because, you know, ESPN is going to eat it up either way. No matter what happens, undefeated or one loss, ESPN is going to eat it up and drive it in your head for the next 12 weeks. <laughs> you know, Michigan plays – East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. I mean, if it was if they had played a, a legitimate top twenty-five school, then possibly. But they start their season with three just absolute cup, cup, cupcake games. I'm telling you, you are overlooking East Carolina. I, I'm not overlooking East Carolina. I just don't think they're on the same level as Michigan is. Neither was that. Neither, neither was Appalachian State in 2007. That that was awesome. <laughs> they almost did it to us. And East Carolina, they're known for this. 
All right, question number five. We've got a few votes coming in already. Let us know who's winning the duel. Final question. Who will be Tennessee's most valuable player on Saturday? Mm. Mm. I'm going to go with Jalen Wright. Yeah. He's going to score. I think he goes for 150 yards and two touchdowns. I think it'll be uh, the Milton and McCoy combo. You going to joint award? Yep. Joint award. Joint award. He, he said combo. the MVP, not two. Well, they're, they're a combo pack, man. A combo pack. They're the combo <laughs> pack. And Can't have dual MVPs in a single game. You can when you're University of Tennessee because we're all bad mofos. Uh, Matthew Dagley says Desden is the best beach in the southeast. He say Destin? Mm-hmm. I love Destin. Yeah, Destin is awesome. Destin's fun. Destin is awesome. I will give it that awesome place to go to. Jerry on YouTube says uh, he sure don't miss Butch. Nobody misses Lyle. Uh, the worst part about the Camara situation is that Herb wanted to play wide receiver, says Jamie. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. wanted to yeah. be tight end or, or receiver. I thought it was tight end. Was it was tight end or receiver? Imagine he went to Baylor and done it. So. Imagine just a triple option with with them three. That'd been unstoppable. Dobbs, Kamara, Hurd. Uh, Donald says Sanibel Beach. Jonathan says Jim Bob Cooter would have been a good uh, Heisman Trophy candidate. <laughs> uh, good coordinator though. Is he still is he still in the NFL? I believe so. He's made a lot of money coordinating. Matthew says Michigan beats Ohio State and gets into the playoffs. Um, Jamie says Ainge could have never won a Heisman. He didn't have the mindset in college. Wasn't mentally resilient enough. Uh, Matthew says he hates the Big Ten, but they're strong. He says Squirrel White wins the MVP. Uh, Spur gets another vote. Jamie says Corbin's disqualified. (laughs) <laughs> Why is Corbin disqualified? I guess for giving two. <laughs> uh, let's see. They're yeah. a combo package. They go together. All right, we're going to hit a commercial. Let us know in the comments who you think won the duel. We'll get, when we get back, we'll do the jersey countdown slash keys to the game. we got giveaways coming as well, and we got predictions for the games this coming weekend. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. We're back. All right, and we're back. Next, we got Jersey Countdown presented by DM Fence Company. Thank you, Ted McKinney, for sponsoring this segment. Uh, we're currently on number two, uh, but when the when we last aired the podcast, we stopped at a certain point, so we're going to start at number nine. We're going to pick a former or current Tennessee player that's wearing that number to the day and tell a little bit about them. So number nine, who do you got, Spur? I got the great Derek Barnett, wore number nine for Tennessee, uh, amassed 131 solo tackles, 197 total tackles, uh, 52 tackles for losses, 33 sacks, and so many awards and recognitions, it's not even funny. I can't. I don't have enough time to list them all. Still playing in the NFL right now. Absolutely. Super Bowl champion at that. Mm-hmm. 
requesting a trade. I'd like to see him in Nashville. Did he request one? He I did. didn't see that. Dang it. I love the Titans so much. Titans won't do it. They'll hire Yeah, they him. won't do it. They'll sign me instead of Derek Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> They'll sign me instead of Derek Barnett. <laughs> Uh, I got Von Pearson, played for 2014-2015, uh, wide receiver. Had 802 yards and eight touchdowns in that time. That was a very short time, but that's quite a bit he done. I'm going to go Ramel Keaton. Uh, changed his number this year. Senior wide receiver. Um, great year last year. The offense, when, when Cedric Tillman went down, everybody was kind of panicking, and we didn't miss a beat. Um, Ramel Keaton is about to have a massive year for the Tennessee Volunteers. Number eight. Number eight, I just talked about him in the duel just a minute ago. What could he do under Josh Hopple offense? That's Tyler Bray. Uh, in 2012 alone, Tyler Bray threw for 3,612 yards. That's under Derek Dooley. Uh, what could he have done with a legitimate offensive-minded coach? But overall at Tennessee, he had 7,444 yards and 69 career touchdowns. I remember when uh, Tyler Bray broke his uh, finger. Went up against Kentucky and whooped them all mm-hmm. up and down the <laughs> up and down the road. Uh, I have Andy Kelly at number eight, quarterback, 1988, 1991. He uh, is probably the greatest quarterback to ever play arena football. I don't watch arena football, but he had forty two thousand five hundred nineteen yards, eight hundred nine touchdowns. In arena football. Oh, I was like, what? Oh, I know. He's four years <laughs> arena football. I was like, shit. <laughs> but in Tennessee, he, he he completed 514 of his 846 passes for 6,397 yards and 36 touchdowns. It's still pretty impressive in arena league since they only have a 50-yard field or whatever it is. It is, yeah. It, 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 that's a lot of touchdowns. Like That's a lot of times to celebrate mm-hmm. like you're the man. I'm going to go with Nico. I'm going to give a shout-out to that's Nico. Right. Uh, true freshman. Quarterback, obviously, number one quarterback in the nation, number one player in the country in 2024 or 2023 class, uh, 6'6", 206. He's been on about 20 pounds so far. I think we're going to see a lot of Nico this year, and I'm, that's who's getting my number eight. Who do you have for number seven? I took national champion winner Dion Grant. Uh, led the NCAA in 1999 with nine interceptions, 167 return yards. It was a All-American his junior year. He did, he did leave – uh, for the NFL after his junior year, I got Jared Mayo. I mean Mayo, a linebacker, two thousand four, two thousand seven. In two thousand seven alone, he had one hundred and forty tackles in the in that year. Uh, went on to the NFL, uh, was a defensive captain, and won the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. I'm gonna go Joe Milton, another current player. I'm all about him today. Our starting quarterback, Air Milton, the Rocket Man, Joe Cool. Uh, he's going to get it done for us this year. Joe Cole. Has anybody called him that year? I, I have. <laughs> There's a new trend. Hashtag it, everybody. Hashtag, Hashtag it. Joe Cole. Number six. I took a somewhat local guy from right out of Harriman, Tennessee, Jermaine Copeland. Uh, done a whole lot at Tennessee between 96 and 98. He, he ran the ball uh, for 145 yards in his career and four scores, but he also was quarterback a little bit. He, he was 17 to 24. For another 199 yards, but he's most known for being a wide receiver at Tennessee. Uh, 1,306 career receiving yards with 10 touchdowns. I got a guy that actually switched his number to number 24, and it's Todd Kelly Jr., but that was to honor his friend that got killed. Uh, but Webb High School athlete here in uh, Tennessee, Knoxville, uh, 
2018. Todd Kelly was a beast. He was a beast. I'm going to go Jimmy Streeter, quarterback, 76-79. Uh, Condor Tolloway, top mold. Uh, when he left Tennessee, he was Tennessee's all-time leader in total offense. Beat Notre Dame, 40-18. to 18. All SEC, Jimmy Streeter. Who's your number five? I took Josh Palmer, uh, number five. Uh, again, he had 1,514 receiving yards overall at Tennessee, but I remember Josh Palmer the most for the, the catch from Jawan Jennings from Dobbs in the Georgia game. Josh Palmer's reaction when he just jumped in the air was legitimately my exact same reaction at the exact same time. <laughs> so that's how I knew that, that, that Jawan Jennings had caught it was just Palmer's reaction. Still get chills. Got chills right now thinking about it. I got Butch Jones. Ah. (laughs) I got Waco McCoy, 2006-2009 linebacker. uh, Three-time SEC second team. And I'm going to go Kamal Haddon. I'm sticking with the former player so far. Uh, Defensive back. uh, Caught a lot of of stuff uh, after the South Carolina game. Everybody forgot about his performances prior to that. Coaches say he's matured, developed a lot. I believe in Kamal Haddon, and that's going to be my number five. I'm laughing at the Florida game. Sorry. Who's your number four? I took a place kicker for the 98 National Championship team, Jeff Hall. Uh, Jeff Hall was a kicker for Tennessee from 95 to 98. But an unusual statistic, he still holds a Tennessee high school record for the longest field goal kicked at 62 yards. He played for Franklin County High School, and on November 19th, 1991, in a playoff game against Oak Ridge, he kicked a 62-yard field goal. Franklin County, that's Nashville. That's where we're headed. <laughs> By God. Come on with it. Yahal is a, is a hero, man. Absolutely. Uh, I got Jonathan Wade, played 2002 to 2006. He's a cornerback. Uh, in 2006, he led the Vols in uh, pass deflections and second interceptions. He uh, went on to play five years in the NFL and had 111 tackles. He was also – a track store for the University of Tennessee. I'm going to go Dante Stallworth. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yep, that's Absolutely. A, that's, a, that's a good one. Not all-time receiving leader when he left Tennessee, all-SEC. First-round pick, um, pick number 13 in the NFL draft. Ten seasons in the NFL, playing for the Saints, Eagles, Patriots, Browns, Ravens, and Redskins. You can't say Redskins. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they're, they're coming. It's going to be Redskins again before long. I think so. They went, they went, actually, they want a name change again, I reckon. They're in another name change. Number three. Took Josh Malone, uh, again for that 2014 to 2016 era, but Malone had a 1,608 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns. He also ran the ball for 11 yards. So I always liked Josh Malone, I think. Thinking Hopple's offense, he'd be a fantastic player as well. I got Willie Miles, 1999-2002, defensive back. Awesome. Sorry. Whatever. I'm going to go Robert Meacham, uh, All-SEC, All-American wide receiver. Um, 125 receptions, 2,140 yards, and 17 touchdowns. First-round draft pick to the Saints. Also played for the Chargers. Super Bowl champion, Robert Meacham. I think the Florida receiver just basically handed the ball to the Utah guy. Hmm? Yeah, Florida is pitiful. Who's your number two? (laughs) Oh, I took one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time at the University of Tennessee, and I'm not kidding. 
I absolutely love Jarrett Garantano when he played for Tennessee. Not because of his numbers, but because, by golly, he could take a hit and just get right back up. Uh, he didn't take a beating. <laughs> like, he took a beating. I don't, I don't, I don't know how he kept getting up. Like, every time you thought he was down, he'd get back up. <laughs> if I could instill the toughness of Jarrett Garantano into every player that's played in Tennessee, uh, it'd be something else. His, his numbers, I don't even want to talk about them, Cole. So, <laughs> they're not the best, but, again, I love Jarrett Garantano when he played for us. Yeah, 20 years from now, he'll be the spokesperson for, like, the you, new concussion stuff. You know, you know uh, <laughs> Jarrett Garantano come in here with a ton of hype. Uh, in this offense well, that we have huge. now, I, I just, I just wonder. He's Heupel, making it in the NFL a little Heupel, bit. He's back up. Hopple could have done something with him for sure. Um, number two, Corbin. I got a shy total, and uh, I love, I loved shy total. He uh, played 2015, 2018. Had uh, 60 tackles both his junior and season, senior season. Like so, 120 total than the last two seasons, but. He was very, uh, he was very key for us at a lot of times. Like he did help us a lot, and he's still in the NFL now. He plays for the Panthers, and uh, he's kicking ass. I'm gonna go Kevin Burnett, first team All SEC, All American linebacker. He was one of my favorite linebackers. Him and Kevin Simon, just as kid as a kid, that was kind of I don't know the first two that I really kept up with. Um, he had 264 tackles, 23 tackles for loss, eight sacks, three forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries. Um, played for the Cowboys, Chargers, Dolphins, and Raiders. 136 NFL games, 630 tackles, 20 sacks in the NFL, 10 forced fumbles, 10 fumble recoveries, five interceptions, and three defensive touchdowns in the NFL. And if it wasn't for injuries, I think he would probably go down as one of the best. Who's your number one? It's the last one. Took the great little little. Uh, one of the best to ever play at Tennessee, uh, especially linebacker. He, he finished with 28 career sacks, third all-time at Tennessee, and and numerous awards and statistics to mention. I got a Marquez Callaway, and it's he played 2016-2019. But it seems like he uh, played a lot longer ago than that. Like he seems like a, like a childhood kind of guy I grew up on, but he really wasn't. Had ninety two receptions in Tennessee in the time span, but he had one thousand six hundred ninety two yards receiving. Uh, averaged seventeen point nine yards a catch in his career. That's I'm gonna a, go. Oh, go ahead. That's yeah. I, I mean that's a that's a big number for. Yeah, Marquez. He was he was underused. Another receiver that would excel in offense like yeah. Like, like this one. I'm going to go with Jason Witten as my number one. All-SEC, Bart Starr Award, Walter Payton Man of the Year, 11-time Pro Bowler, um, four-time All-Pro, arguably one of the best tight ends in history, 17 NFL seasons, second all-time in receiving yards as a tight end in the NFL. <clears throat> that was our jersey countdown. Uh. I'm going to hit some comments here. Ryan's asking about Cam Sutton. I believe Cam Sutton wore 23 at Tennessee. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Unless he – I know he had a – he ended up changing numbers at some point. But yeah, the, the, either way, we just pick one. There's so many good players. What, I said was 23. what a small, nifty dude Cam Sutton was. <laughs> oh, he was great. Awesome at Tennessee. Uh, Kevin Burnett, Jamie says, was a beast. Uh, Donald says he agrees with you, Spur. Garantano would have excelled with a good coach. Jamie says we should have went with Denarius more. 
All right. Now let's hit our keys of the game. This is our first um, keys of the game segment that we've done so far. And the Jersey countdown we've been doing is going to transition straight into keys of the game. So offensively, what are your keys of the game, Spur? I've got accurate throws and maintaining possession, uh, being positive on first down plays, and limiting our turnovers, no turnovers. Protect Melton in the pocket. Uh, make big plays and uh, get that one game going and one wide o- all of them. Yeah, uh, all about the trenches, man. Uh, Virginia is pretty good up front. Their front seven is pretty talented, but we got to control the line of scrimmage. If we do that, Tennessee wins this ball game easily. Uh, Virginia's secondary isn't great, so we should we should pick them apart. They're kind of through together. Um, the run game averaged like 190 yards rushing in each of their wins last year minus Pitt. So we have to establish a good run game, wear them down. Let's get on them fast and, and get, the, get the young guys in. Defensively. Well, defensive keys of the game is consistent line play and to expect the unexpected. Virginia's going to come out. They know – they know that they had to do something special to pull off a what would be a crazy, crazy upset. So expect the unexpected, especially early in the game. I can see Virginia coming out, like, you know, coming out and getting that big touchdown, being like, oh, we're going to win this game, we're going to dominate this game, and then we just come back and whooping the dog crap out of them all game long. Because it happens so much in football. And uh, I think we just need to apply pressure and uh, make them uncomfortable inside the pocket. Speaking of whooping the crap out of you, how you feeling, Daniel Sheldon? <laughs> how y'all feeling? Are you talking about Robin? Rob Sheldon, yeah, Robin Sheldon. <laughs> Daniel's going to get mad if he's listening. Oh, golly, I've done that three times to Daniel now. Yeah, I want to see good secondary coverage. Definitely need to dominate uh, up front, but I just want to see consistency. I don't want to see us having to bring a lot of blitzes and schemes to get pressure that we need. Um, let's just get out there. Let's build some confidence within the secondary, and uh, let's just win the ball game. So, any other side notes? Yeah. You know, I'd like to see what our special teams has. That's uh, something we haven't talked a lot about. Uh, Corbin here mentioned it last week. But uh, see, so we go on special teams, and we need to limit our, the kickoff returns for the other team. Uh, we got that kicker from Indiana, mm-hmm. transferred. Yeah, he's from Tennessee originally, but, I mean, like hometown-wise, and then went to Indiana. So, it's good to have him back. I ain't going to be upset if we had to come out there and kick a 48, 49-yard field goal just to see what we have. Yeah, I'd love to see what – like, kick a decent, really good field goal. Like, I would love to see what what we can do. Yeah, I've actually got special teams wrote down as well. Um, just no mistakes, nothing crazy. Just good technique. Just do your job. I would like to see D. Williams run one back maybe. That would be that would be cool. Uh, but Jackson Roth, I'm excited to see him. He's going to be a fan favorite. Um, he's going to be just an exciting punter to see. Hopefully we don't see him too much, though. And that was our Keys of the Game slash Jersey Countdown presented by DM Fence Company. We'll be right back. We've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by CND Tire. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. 
DNM Fencing. Do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. All right, and we're back. Um, let's see. Cam Sutton from Ryan Jackson says, one of the best defensive backs we've had since Eric Berry. Dude just signed a $30 million contract with the Lions. Yeah, he's ah, very good. good. Um, Jamie, can't read that. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie's all on it tonight. Jamie's hilarious. Jonathan reminds us that Utah is up on Florida 24-3. to three. I'm loving it. I am too. That yeah. means I'm going to be one and zero, and they're all going to be zero and one to start the. I picked Utah. He picked Utah. You picked Utah. Means I'm going to draw out the daggum cup again, probably. Yeah, you still. Yeah, we still got to do that here in a second too. Oh, by the way, Spur won the duel. Uh, oh well, I forgot oh. to do that last oh, well. segment, but uh, yeah, Spur won. I'll the just duel. keep this thing then. I'm taking it to Nashville, Luke. Is that all right? To, yeah, just don't lose it. I mean, I'll <laughs> be with you all. Let's see. All right, now we've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by CND Tire and Oak Ridge. I'll pick five crazy stories, and you all guess which state this happened in based off the headline. Woman arrested and charged with assault for throwing butter. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Georgia. It sounds like something she'd be cooking. With a lot of butter. She's probably making some, some good chicken or something. Yeah, let's go Georgia as well. Merritt Island, Florida. <laughs> Alyssa, it's always Florida. Oh, it ain't. Just, Alyssa, just pick Florida for uh, now on. Alyssa LeChance, 26, was charged with one count of misdemeanor of domestic battery after deputies said she threw a tub of butter at her sister during an argument. They were fighting over who would pay for the butter in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. Still like a bad TikTok video. Find my number two here. I got a, I got a list. Man caught humping stop sign to make X jealous. Arrested. Spanky? This is this is worse than a dog story. Man caught humping. Stop! I don't know the dog. The dog or the remember the, the float. The, the float the uh, that was pretty bad the too. The was pretty bad. But a ten pound shizu was pretty bad. Oh. Man caught humping stop sign to make X jealous. That's <laughs> Alabama. They do. Yeah, it's, there's got to be some kind of methamphetamine involved in this. So I'm gonna say let's go Georgia. Florida again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he uh, he thought hoping a stop sign outside his ex's home would bring her back. Apparently it didn't. Not only was he unable to sway his old flame, uh, the 58-year-old is now facing stalking charges in what Florida police call one of the most bizarre cases. I don't know about that. Did the, did the sign done. say stop? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the rape of a sign. Apparently it happened multiple times. He would just show up and just... Start grinding, yeah. I guess. Um, mother has 12-year-old child arrested for opening Christmas presents early. Or well, you said Florida twice. Mother has 12-year-old <laughs> child arrested <laughs> for opening Christmas presents I mean, early. Uh, 
That's other. Yeah, Boy, is this Germany or no? This is this is here in the states somewhere. Yeah. Let, let's let's go somewhere. Somebody would do something. Let's go Ohio. I'll go uh, California. California. They they them people out there. They right. South Carolina. Oh, we were uh, close. After her son opened a present early, in which happened to be a video game, she called the police to teach him a lesson, and charged him with petty larceny. What I used to do as a kid was uh, I'd go get video games that mom would wrap up in Christmas presents, unwrap it, and I would take the disc out and go play the game and just leave the box and wrap it back up. And that way she would never know that I got my video game before I got it for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Man found with drugs after getting trapped in a porta potty. <laughs> what, what, a, what a crappy situation to... Uh, Georgia. They do a lot of construction down in Georgia. Yeah, they do, but drugs in Florida just equals Florida. <laughs> if it's Florida again, just not, just say it, Florida. Florida, man. Who you going I with? I said Florida. Oh, you said yeah. Florida? It's drugs. It's going to be Florida. It's Florida. A Florida man stuck inside Florida a Florida man. Inside a Florida man. body was arrested on drug charges. After Collier, Collier County deputies found him screaming for help, James Gauss, 34, was found by a deputy with his foot sticking out of the bottom of the porta potty. <laughs> the station reported when the deputy opened the bathroom door, they found a powdery substance in a bag that later tested positive for fentanyl along with the syringe. <laughs> Florida's easy. I mean, you're in a porta potty, just toss it right down, right down in there. Nothing never happens in North Dakota, from what I've learned about all this. Does people still live there? I guess people live in North Dakota. I don't know what's in what is in North Dakota. You go find a North Dakota story next. South, North and South Dakota even like a thing anymore? Yeah, they're still up there. Oh, they're still up there. I'm gonna do one more. All right. I was gonna say this one. Hopefully, Facebook don't take us down. Oh, Rick. Burglar masturbates and uses bathroom number two in the or uses the bathroom number two in the house while being shot at while being shot at burglar masturbates and uses bathroom he does the number two in the house while being shot at Alabama have we even had a Georgia in Alabama yet oh yeah we've had plenty this this a bunch, like, of, a bunch of Atlantas, yeah. like today. Oh no, not today. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go. This is gonna be in Chicago. It's a good distraction. No, it's not in Chicago. Chicago don't like guns. Oh, you just uh, say you just say other. You don't have to. Yeah, let's go other. Bama. <laughs> it's Florida. Fort Myers, Florida. When Tony and LaDonna Land discovered naked Gregory Matthew Bruni on their roof, the night had just begun. This is a long one. On the roof? On the roof. Bruni, 21, allegedly assaulted Tony Land, trashed the couple's North Carolina, or sorry, North Fort Myers home, and then defecated and masturbated inside the house. Uh, The Lands told police they were in their bedroom around 7 p.m. Monday, when they heard a noise that sounded like thunder, according to uh, Fox 4 News. 
Uh, Tony went outside and says he saw Bruni on top of the roof completely naked. Bruni allegedly jumped down on top of land from the <laughs> roof. <laughs> the land saved Bruni, ran into the house, pulled a big screen TV off the wall, and spilled the contents of a vacuum on the floor. Oh, no. Around this time, LaDonna grabbed a gun and began firing at the nude <laughs> intruder. She missed, and the couple called 911. I guess I don't, I don't know how many shots she had. Uh, the lands told authorities that after shots were fired, Bernie began whacking the mole in their living room <laughs> before heading into their son's bedroom to rub some clothing on his face. Bruni uh, has been charged with criminal mischief, battery, occupy burglary, and resisting arrest without violence. Uh, yeah, he was man arrested for masturbating. Oh, that's a different one. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. That's a different one. I got another one for you, too, about that. It's Florida. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, Just change the name of this segment to Why Florida Sucks, Jamie says. Because <laughs> it's 24 that's, three that's right a good, That's a good. All you got to do is Google, Google Florida, man. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. We're going to do our pickums for this week. Spurs is going to have to draw out of the cup of misfortune and see what his punishment is for losing last week. Stick with us. Hey, y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5-star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together. We went to school together. We played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. All right, and we're back. we got our final segment. Um, Bradley wanted to clarify that none of them was him. Uh None of them stories was him on Facebook. Well, that's a good thing. That's a that's a, that's a good <laughs> thing. Absolutely, yeah. Positive positive news. So so what is you like? What do I need to search? <laughs> oh gosh, I got to draw this cup. All right, so we're gonna do our weekly predictions. Um, week zero, Spire. Let's go ahead and let you draw from the cup. He finished last week zero. Spur either has to do this punishment or he has to donate $25 to our charity fund. In my defense, I didn't realize this counted this late, so. All right. Pick All right. Big dog. Let's just dive down into it. All right, what do you got? Show it to the world. What do we got? The cash, cash express, whatever it's called. Oh, oh, state form. Direct 10 cars on where to park at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and if and if and if he does this, we're going to record it and put it oh, out. We're we we can certainly do this. We're we can do that. We can certainly do this. <laughs> we're going we're going to record it and we're going to put it on the we're going to put it out videos and all. Oh shit, yes. So sometime in the next week. And sometime in the next week I'll be directing cars at Walmart. Can we wait and do this in Florida? We we could probably do it in Florida. Oh, in my checkered overalls? <laughs> yeah. I'm game. Let's do it. 
If I was at Walmart and you trying to wreck me in my parking spot, I would look over and I'd be like, who is this effing idiot right here trying to wreck me? Like, <laughs> That's funny. You, you, you think it's funny? I'm good with it. Let's go. Just like stopping people, like point where to go. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. You gotta have the safety vest and everything, though. You gotta be, you gotta be official. <laughs> can can I do? Get the. You gotta have the hard hat, safety vest. You gotta be like one hundred percent. I'll pull the cart knocks. Safety glasses. And, yeah. <laughs> safety glasses. Gloves. In my overalls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to get a couple different cameras going, like some different angles and stuff. Oh, shit. All right, so let's do our prediction. Tennessee man gets arrested in Florida for directing traffic at a local Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cops would be happy for for something like that to happen. Um, all right, so let's do our predictions, then we'll get into our giveaway. Record so far, Spur, Corbin, Spanky all went five and three. I went five and two. Uh, the reason Spur... Had to draw is because the final score, he was the furthest one off from the final score. Well, we got to have something for the all-time record at the end of the season, like everybody added together. Well, we'll come up with something. That's funny. Direct 10, <laughs> direct 10 cars on Murder Park. I like it. You, you know, people are going to be like, what the hell? I'll, get, awesome. I'll go buy some chaps for him. Like, he's going <laughs> to go cut a cheap tree with a chainsaw. <laughs> he put them on, too. <laughs> All right, game one. Hey, out of curiosity, how is Spanky's getting his picks to us? He already sent them to me. He already sent them, okay. Yeah, he already sent them to me. All right. (coughs) Pretty sure we already know the answer. Tennessee, Virginia. Hey, go Vols all day. Vols by 50. Are you saying what are in scores on that one or no? We got to pick the the total points scored as a tiebreaker. Okay. So, my total points scored for the game – is going to be I had fifty five to thirteen, so it's sixty eight points is what I say. Okay. I got sixty two points. Sixty two. I'm gonna go sixty five. And we'll, we'll just have to ask Spanky. We'll just have to ask Spanky. Uh, y'all try to help me remember. Florida, Utah. We already done that one at the beginning. I took um, Florida. You, you all took Utah. Burr right? took yep. Florida. The rest of us took Utah. Game three. Louisville at Georgia Tech. I got a Georgia Tech. Louisville is in a very bad place at the moment with a quarterback situation, and uh, they lost a lot of players. And their the coach, I think he's a new coach. Uh, just it's not Louisville's time. Uh, I, I agree. I like I like Georgia Tech as well, uh, but you know Louisville. Louisville's a seven and a half point favorite in that game, so you know they're they're giving us some points, but uh. I kind of think they're in a bad place as well. I've got Louisville winning, um, and so does Spanky. Game four, Fresno State at Purdue. The Bulldogs, Fresno State, I think they walk in and upset Purdue. This this happens all the time in college football, and this is going to be one of those games. I, I took Purdue. They're, they've been good the last couple of seasons. I, uh, I, and Fresno State's been down – Whereas back 15 years ago, we talked about them a lot. But I got Purdue winning this one. Uh, I've got Purdue, and Spanky has Purdue as well. And I can give you this sheet when I'm done if it's easier on you. Spank, or, sorry. That works, whichever way you want to do it. Game five, Colorado, TCU. Until Colorado proves us differently, I got TCU. I got TCU. Uh, I don't think Deion Sanders has the keys in place. As of right now, 
uh, he's trying to take a Colorado team that's been down for so long and make them into something big. And it's not as simple as making like Jackson State when he was in the FCS last year, the past couple of years. It's easy to make somebody like Jackson State really a dominant team when you're playing Grambling State and Mississippi Valley State and all them teams every week. He's going to have to play legit teams now. So I think this is going to be a tough one for him, and uh, I think he starts 0-1. But I do think Dion actually has a pretty decent season. Like, it's going to be I think he's eight, gonna, eight, I think nine wins. Somebody. Eight, nine wins, I think, is very, very good for Colorado this year. I mean, what was it last year? 111, 0-12? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it was real. I, I don't know if they won a game, but if they did. It, I, I don't know if they did. Was, it was somewhere around there. Uh, I got TCU. Spanky also has TCU. Game six, we've got South Florida at Western Kentucky University. I put this one on there for our for our boy at Western Kentucky, going up against a former Tennessee coach at South Florida. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I like Parker McKinney at Western Kentucky. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's that's Eastern Kentucky. Is it Eastern Kentucky? Well, I'm way off then. So <laughs> that's FCS Eastern Kentucky. Western I went Kentucky. Way off, didn't I? Western Kentucky has uh, got the wet towels. They wave around up there. So I just researched the wrong team altogether on this one. Uh, yeah, I'll go take South Florida. I got Eastern. I mean, Eastern, you know, you got me confused. I got Western Kentucky. I got like four family members that have went to Western Kentucky here recently and uh, graduated from there. And they're always a decent program. They've only been a Division One college football since 2012. And they've made, in that time span, they've made the – Nine bowl games in ten years, with a six and three record, and they've coming off two straight bowl wins. I'm gonna go South Florida. Uh, I think Alex Golish. Um, I think he does it, has a good year this year. Uh, he, Tennessee's offense coordinator that left here to go down there and coach, and I think he's gonna he's gonna do good. Spanky picked Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is a very good program. They're favored. They've not been a part, they've not been a football team for like I want to say less than twenty years. They've been a football program. Yeah, they are favored. Game seven, North Carolina at South Carolina. This is a great game. I think it's going to be. I think it might be the best game of the week overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, two uh, high high regarded quarterbacks. Uh, something tells me that that. We've kind of overlooked South Carolina. It may just be because we hate them right now. Uh, I, I don't buy the hype in North Carolina, so I'm taking South Carolina. I've got South Carolina. I've said it on here every week. I do not buy Mac Brown. I think he's at the end of his coaching career. I think he's getting lucky he's getting to coach North Carolina now. They may have a great quarterback, may have a top, what is it, five NFL prospect. I just, until North Carolina proves me otherwise, then no. Not right now, because I've been through this too many times in North Carolina. So they're going to have to prove me wrong. If they if they prove me wrong, good for them. I've got South Carolina as well. Spanky, pick North Carolina. Game eight, LSU at Florida State. LSU rolls. Florida State. I've got LSU winning, and Spanky has LSU winning. Game nine. Clemson at Duke. Yeah, I put this on there just just because uh, Duke's kind of sneaky, but I got Clemson winning the game. Sneaky, I think Clemson's gonna dominate. <laughs> Clemson's got a terrible like strength schedule though. Like they, I'm I'm surprised they ranked as high as they was. Like it is not a good schedule at all. 
like they play nobody at all hardly. I've got Clemson. Spanky also has Clemson. Game 10, Northwestern at Rutgers. As much as I don't like to coach at Rutgers, I'm going to take Rutgers to win the game. I'm going to take Rutgers. I love Northwestern. I've been a big Northwestern fan my whole life. But they just got with their coach because of mm-hmm. all the allegations. And there's so much going on within that program. It's going to be a tough year for Northwestern. And I hate that because Northwestern has always been one of them solid teams that is always uh, eight, nine win categories somehow, some way. Uh, I'm going to go Northwestern. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the – the black sheep here. Spanky's going Rutgers too. I'm I'm pulling for Northwestern. I think they're gonna get it done, boys. Game eleven. Tottenville. This is North New York, right? It is New York. At Alcoa. I'm curious if that game's on any kind of TV whatsoever. But the Alcoa Tornadoes are are tremendous. They're bringing a team in from New York to play them. I still like Alcoa to win. I'm gonna take Alcoa just being the Tennessee team. Yeah, but. That's pretty awesome that they're getting to play somebody out of state. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Yeah, I'm going Alcoa, and Spanky's also going Alcoa. So all of us picking the the tornadoes. Game twelve, Farragut at West. Two uh, East Tennessee powerhouses. I took West to win the game. Yeah, West. All four of us have West beating Farragut. That was a tough one for me. I was, it was tough. It was tough. Game 13, Maryville at Bradley Central. Bradley Central is really, really good right now, but uh, it's one thing I've learned doing pickles in the, all the years I've done it, you never pick against Maryville. So I take Maryville. Maryville was on a, a list the other day. Out of all the uh, winningest high school programs in America, uh, Maryville ranked number 14th with the, all, the all-time wins combined in America. Oh yeah, that was and it was really featured legit. and it was featured on ESPN's uh, web page, and that was pretty dang cool. So I'm going. You can't. I never pick against Maryville in anything. Game fourteen, Cofield at Greenback. Greenback's a little bit down. Cofield's still Cofield. I take Cofield. Yeah, it'll be a close game. I think it'll be pretty mm-hmm. close. It, they always play it's each a big other. Big rival. Tough. They always play each other tough. I think that's Cofield's every year. That's one of my favorite games. Line those trucks up, turn on the headlights right there up against the field. <sighs> Yeah, not a, <laughs> not, not a fan. <laughs> uh, I've got Cofield, and Spanky, of course, has Cofield. Uh, game 15, Anderson County at Bearden. Both teams are surprisingly 0-2. Another tough one. It's a tough game. Uh, Anderson County lost on a uh, somewhat controversial call last week. I think they get the revenge this week, and Anderson County wins this one. Dang, Anderson County's 0-2? Yeah, they're both 0-2. Dang, God, they're, the right. they're defending state champions. Mm-hmm. That, that is, I didn't know that. That is surprising. I'll take Anderson County, but I did not know they was 0 2. That is. You say Anderson County, too, Spur? I did. We've all four got Anderson County there. Jamie in the comments says, Remember when we beat the dog beep, out of Northwestern in the bowl game and never used that game plan again? Yes, I do. Yeah. That's out, <laughs> that's outback boat. So, outback boat. Yeah. We'll be putting these games on our Facebook page. So if you'd like to comment, on who you'd pick on these, we'll select a winner uh, for the week, and you'll get that prize, all right, right, Luke? That sounds good to me, man. So instead of doing a trivia question tonight, we're going to put these games up on the Facebook page and just just comment. And so we need to do the 
on the Tennessee game, the total points. Yeah, right. total points for the Tennessee game will be the tiebreaker. Yeah, we'll put these games up, and you all just put in the comments who, who you think is going to win, and you'll win the gift card to Alumni Hall. Yeah. So, and you all have an advantage right now because we know Utah is about to beat Florida right here. So Yeah, that is true. We'll need your picks by 7 o'clock tomorrow because that's when the high school games start. All right, thank you all for listening to episode 16. We'll upload this. It'll be up tomorrow, and we're, we'll probably see you at some point um, when we're up in Nashville. Yeah, uh, we're leaving out early in the morning, I reckon. Two more sleeps. Go Vols. Go Vols. Thanks for Go listening. Go Vols. <laughs> Thanks for listening.